Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Well, good morning to Renew Church. How are we doing this morning? Awesome. Well, if this is your first time, welcome to Renew Church. We're so happy to have you. I'm Pastor Mikey. I'm, I'm the youth pastor, so, uh, you know, any insults or anything just get hurled at me. So if you have a problem with today's message, just send me an email at trevorpound at gmail.com. Okay? Thank you very much for that. All right. So, Hero Sunday. Uh, man, this is a special day. We've got um, a lot of cool things planned. After the, the service, there's going to be like a party outside, food and, and games and cool stuff for the kids. So thank you guys for joining us and being a part of this service. Uh, man, and this is about recognizing our, our first responders. We are so thankful for you guys. As Pastor Trevor was mentioning earlier, uh, man, we're grateful for the sacrifice that you guys, um, man, choose every single day when you serve our communities. And, and we want to kind of help people see what that sacrifice really entails. So if you can uh, give it up for my brother Alvaro Sanchez as he's going to share a little bit about that. So Al, tell these people a little bit about your job title and where it is that you work. Good morning, Second Service. How's it going? Oh, no, you guys could do better than that. It's Hero Sunday. So as uh, Pastor Mike was saying, my name is Alvaro Sanchez. I work for the City of Miami Fire Rescue, 16 years of uh, dedicated service as in serve capacity of district chief currently. Awesome. Awesome, man. So Al, what would you say are some of the biggest um, challenges or sacrifices about what it is that you do? So as we all know, when you dial 911, there's always something to answer, uh, you know, we don't take days off. It's 365, 24-7, so sometimes we work holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we miss birthday parties, we miss service, but it's a good thing we have it online now, so I don't get to miss it. Uh, you know, obviously we all have physical sacrifices and, you know, shoulder injuries, back injuries, knee injuries, but I think the big one that doesn't really get mentioned a lot is the mental health. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're always responding to negative things. We see negative things. Uh, you know, currently we have our brothers and sisters on either urban search and rescue teams and strike teams that will be two weeks away from home serving, and that will take a toll on them. But, yeah, our, our, our suicide rates are increasing, so we, we need to keep all the first responders in, in our prayers. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And so, so in, in, in light of that, what would you say are some of the most rewarding or, or meaningful parts of what it is that you do? So definitely serving the community, and uh, it, it's a great feeling to know that when they see us walk through that door, that they know we're going to make the world better. We're, we're going to get them a solution. We're going to find them answers or get them answers. So just serving and uh, just knowing that we made an impact on someone's life, to, to us, it's, it's worth the world. It's worth the sacrifice. Awesome. Awesome, man. Give it up for Al. Thank you, man. And so there's this theme of, of sacrifice, right? As we talk about our first responders, and we have to recognize how they sacrifice so much for us. And, and th this whole thing, Hero Sunday, is just about us saying to you guys, hey, we see you. We see you. We know the pain that you go through. 
um, you know, again, like I was saying, physical, but even mental. And we just want to let you know that we see you, we love you, we're praying for you, we appreciate you, and thank you for everything that you do for us. And so being a first responder, it, it calls for, for great sacrifice, right? But I'm sure that if you ask any one of these first responders, they will tell you that it's absolutely worth it, right? It's great sacrifice, but it's, it's 100% worth it. And so when we, when we think about that, it's almost like, like, like a paradox, right? It's like two things that don't make sense, but it makes sense, right? So like it's like you, you sacrifice something. Aww. I'm sorry. I know that sounds way too uh, familiar now, so. Anyways, back to the message. Paradox. No, but really, paradox. It's these two things that don't seem like they go together, but they go together, right? It's like you, you sacrifice something, yet you gain something, right? Sacrifice, but you gain. And as I was thinking about that concept, many important things in our life kind of work that way, right? Like if you want to lose weight, right, you have to sacrifice some stuff, right? You maybe have to sacrifice some calories or sacrifice some time to, to go to the gym and work out. But what you gain is health, right? You, you feel better. You, you sleep better. Your emotional health is better, right? You, you sacrifice, but you gain, right? Another thing, getting out of debt. If you want to get out of debt, you have to sacrifice something. You have to sacrifice some of your spending habits, right? Going to the movies or restaurants or whatever. You got to sacrifice some of the things in your budget, but you gain financial freedom, right? Financial flexibility, right? Again, you sacrifice, but you gain. Another one, rooting for a winning football team. Let me, un let me unpack that for you. I'm a cow ex Cowboys fan. So fins up, baby, come on. Oh, man, I'm not joking. Um, I'm done with getting my heart broken. But you're following the concept of a paradox, right? You're, you're understanding what it is that I'm talking about. Well, the Bible is filled with paradoxes, and we're actually going to check out one that Jesus talks about in regards to sacrifice. But before we do, can you please pray with me? God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you just, um, God, that we're here. We're in this room. We're, we're here to just hear about what it is that your word says. And so, God, I pray against any distraction. I pray that we would be focused. I pray that we would just lean in, God. Pray that we would just give you our undivided attention for just this short period of time and that we would see what your word says and, and, and how we can apply it and relate to it in our lives. God, help us. Do what you do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So let's get into Mark 8.34. It says this, And calling to the crowd with his disciples, he, he being Jesus, said to them, said to the crowd, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. And so let me, let me paint the picture for you a little bit. Let's, let's kind of get some context as to what's going on here. So Jesus is with his disciples, and he's speaking to a crowd, kind of like this, right? Just random people there. And now imagine, imagine you're in this crowd, and 
you've heard or you've maybe seen this Jesus guy do some cool things, perform some miracles, and you're like, bro, I gotta, I gotta invite my friends. There's this, he's gonna be here at this crowd. Let me invite my friends. You tell your friends, you're like, bro, you gotta see this Jesus guy. He's super chill, he's super cool, he's like, he's the best. And then you get there, and the first thing Jesus says is, deny yourself and carry your cross. It's kind of bold. It's kind of a bold way to start talking to a crowd, especially telling these people, you got to carry your cross, right? And so this concept of carrying your cross is not a common thing that we would understand or even talk about in 2022. Like if Jesus said in 2022, listen, you, you got to carry your cross, we may imagine that to mean something like this, right? <laughs> Dom Toretto carries his cross daily. And so if Jesus is saying carry your cross in 2022, you might think he's asking you to live your life a quarter mile at a time. Family. All right, enough with the memes. But to the people that he was talking to, carrying your cross had a lot different meaning. In those days, the cross meant one thing and one thing only. Death by the most painful and humiliating means human beings could possibly develop. And so imagine you're in the crowd, your friend tells you, bro, you got to see this super chill, cool guy, Jesus. And you're like, this is not chill at all. What are we, what are we talking about here, bro? And so 2,000 years later, now we view the cross as this cherished symbol of like forgiveness and grace and love. But in Jesus's day, the cross represented nothing but torturous death. The Romans forced convicted criminals to carry their cross to their place of crucifixion. And so bearing a cross meant carrying your own execution device while facing ridicule along the way to your death. So he's saying this to a crowd, the people who don't know him. He's basically saying, listen, this is where he's getting at. He's saying, if you want to follow me, if you want to do this thing, if you want to, want to believe in Jesus and, and, and do the Christian thing, it's going to take some sacrifice. Specifically, self-sacrifice. Even if it means facing ridicule and judgment from others. Now that's my baby, I know that cry. <laughs> and so Jesus is saying some pretty intense stuff. He's saying, he's being real with this crowd, but it's pretty intense to this crowd. And so you got to imagine, like, you're, you're one of the disciples, and you're, you're excited, and you kind of see the crowd, like, reacting to this, and you're kind of like, hey, um, hey, JC, why don't we, uh, I think we're losing them. Why don't we maybe do some miracles or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to figure this out. They're freaking out. But here's the thing. Jesus was trying to get these people to understand this paradox, and so what we see at verse 35, here's the paradox. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. It's a paradox. He's saying if you die to yourself, he's saying if, 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 if you die to yourself and live for Jesus, your life is actually saved. But if you live for yourself instead of Jesus, you actually lose your life. You're, you're not saved. But why? Why would that be the cost? Why is that required? And saved from what? 
Let's check out Romans 3.23. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so the why is sin. So it just got real churchy up in here. What is sin? Sin literally means, in its most literal definition, it means to miss the mark. And we have all missed the mark of God's ways and His standards. All of us. You, me, Dom Toretto. We've all missed the mark. We all deal with sin. And sin is dysfunctional whereas God's ways are completely functional. And so speaking to first responders, it's not hard to prove to you guys that the world has a sin problem. Our first responders know firsthand how evil the world can look and be. But for anyone else, just look at any news station. Just look on social media. Everywhere, there is bad news. Everywhere. It's all over our society. It's evidence, and all of that, all of that stuff is evidence of sin in the world, a.k.a. the human condition. And so it's the easiest thing to prove in our society. Murder, theft, fraud, adultery, fornication, idolatry on and on and on, all of these things are so obvious in our world and they're the very things that destroy societies, destroy families, destroy relationships, destroy lives. Bad news. It's everywhere. But here's what Jesus says about sin. John 8, 34. Jesus responded, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Dang, again, Jesus is just letting people have it today. What's going on? And maybe you're thinking, okay, Mikey, okay, I sin, but I'm not a slave to sin. Like, I'm, I'm not a bad person, Mikey. I'm, I'm a good person. My brother, my sister, I hear you. But I'm afraid Jesus doesn't really give us those options. That's not really the way he he sees things. This is actually what Jesus says, Luke 5, 32. He says, I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. And so Jesus doesn't see people as good and bad. Jesus sees people as people who have sinned and need to be saved from that sin. There's only two camps. And he says, again, let's unpack that. He sees people as people who think that they're righteous and those who know that they're sinners. Now, here's the interesting part about those who think that they're righteous. They think that they're righteous. They're not actually righteous because no one is righteous. All have sinned, including this guy who's talking to you right now. And so in Jesus, the way he looks at it, there's really only two camps. You either, again, think you're righteous. So in other words, you're either delusional or you know that you're a sinner. In other words, you're dead honest with yourself. 
delusional or honest? Why does this even matter? So what? Okay, I sin. So what? Here's the thing. God created us and gave us life so that we can enjoy it with Him because He loves us. Any parents in the room? I just became a parent, right? My wife and I just brought our beautiful daughter, Maddie, and you can see a picture of her up here. And so we brought our, our, our daughter, Maddie, into this world. She's experiencing this gift of life, and we want nothing more than to her to enjoy this life with us. It would completely break my heart if she wanted nothing to do with me. If she wanted to live her life apart from me, it would destroy me. That would devastate me. I love her so much. But we do this with God. God created us. He gave us life. And because he, gave, because he loves us, he gave us life, but he gave us free will. Like, in other words, we're not robots who are forced to love him and follow him. He's given us the option to choose to obey him. And the truth is that we've all chosen to disobey him. We've all chosen our sin. We've chose our own way. And so when Jesus is saying you're a slave to sin, I know that sounds like strong language, but if you really think about it, we can either be obedient to God or disobedient to God. We can choose to obey God or choose to disobey God. Which one are we following? Which one are we a slave to. And so because we've sinned, what happens is we separate ourselves from God. We choose against Him. And that's a problem because a life away from God is a life that leads to death. And physical, right, that's why we die, but also spiritual death. Spiritual death? What are you talking about, bro? Spiritual death, okay, so you may be somebody who, maybe, maybe you believe in God, maybe you believe in God, but you just don't really care about his ways, or maybe you don't even believe in God. And you pretty much do whatever you desire, whether it's okay with God or not. You just do you. But let me ask you, do you wonder why you're still not satisfied? And so I'm going to get real for a second. And I told this to my teenagers on Friday, but let's put down our walls, man. Teenagers love to put up walls, but adults, we like to put up walls and we're, we're, we're forced off and we're not honest and real and vulnerable with ourselves. Let's, let's do that just for the next five minutes, man. Let's put down our walls and be real. Do you wonder why it still feels like something is missing in your life? Why you have this hole in your life? This brokenness, this shame, this guilt, this darkness, this loneliness, this anger, this frustration. And it seems like nothing can fix it. No sin can satisfy. Like you, you have a sin, something that you, that you, that you commit to and, and you feel good for a little bit, but then you're back to this horrible feeling. Do you know what I'm talking about? And this is, 
This is what sin does to us, guys. It costs us our soul and it leaves us spiritually dead. And the thing is, we can't resist it. it. And it looks different for all of us, but it is sin nonetheless. And we keep on and on and on and this brokenness, it just doesn't go away. We're slaves to sin. And as long as we trust ourselves to get away from it, we won't. We can't. But Jesus can. Jesus has the power to set us free from this sin, to set us free from this slavery. Jesus can turn you from spiritually dead to spiritually alive. But there's a cost. There's a sacrifice. But that's why he died. He died for your sin. Think about that. When we chose against God, who is life, we chose death. And there's nothing that we can do to make it right. Because we continue to disobey God. We can't pay the price to make things right. No matter how many good things we do, we still sin. And so that's why Jesus died, was beaten, embarrassed, ridiculed, hung on a cross to pay the price for our spiritual freedom, to pay the price for our forgiveness. An innocent man, sinless, God in the flesh, took the penalty of the guilty. He paid the price that we cannot afford. And because he did, we can be forgiven of our sin. We can be in relationship with God. We can be freed from the power of sin. We can be free from this darkness. We can be free from this shame. We can be free from this guilt, this, this loneliness, this embarrassment, this, this brokenness that we live in. We can be free from it. And we can have the Spirit of God living inside of us. Literally, God living inside of us, renewing us, healing us, bringing us renewal in our lives, doing something supernatural, something that we don't deserve, but it's there for us because Jesus loves us. We become new because the price of our sin has been paid, and when God sees you, He doesn't have to see your sin. He doesn't have to see the separation that we've built, but He can see the sacrifice of Jesus and the forgiveness that we all can have. You get to be in relationship with God, your creator. How, how freaking awesome is that? And when our bodies physically die, our souls get to live forever with God. What a sweet deal. Like, what? This life here, it's like the word says, it's, it's but a vapor. It's here one moment and it's gone the next. It's just like that. Eternity far outweighs our life here. If we're lucky, what, we get 80 years? What's 80 years in comparison to forever? And we may not get those 80 years. And as I'm saying this, like, man, my, my heart is heavy and it's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about this because I'm thinking about our brother Jose, man, and what he's dealing with and Life is so fragile, guys. 
Why not get right? Why not make things right? And so what are you going to do with this? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting something to you, but I'm asking you honestly, what are you going to do with this information? Jesus says, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and, and follow me. What he's saying here is that you have to give him all of you. Not just a part of you. Not just your Sunday morning. All of you. All of you. The whole thing. But we hold on to stuff. And sometimes we give God just part of us and then we, we, we hold on to stuff that we know isn't godly. And then we wonder why we're still in this same situation, why we're still broken, and it's because we haven't given Him everything, all of us. That's what He's asking for. He recognizes that we have things about us in our life that we don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to let go of. We don't want to give up. It's the sin that we hold on to. Sin, and, it, and it, it, here's the thing, it's so comfortable. It's so comfortable. We've gotten so used to it. But let me, let me be honest with you. It's killing you spiritually. The sin that you're holding on to, it's killing you. He's saying, I can free you, but you have to let me have all of you. We have to carry our cross. We have to sacrifice our own sinful desires. We have to no longer be slaves to sin, but, but slaves to Jesus. For whoever wants his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me in the gospel will save it. If you try to hold on to your sin, you're going to lose your life. If you have this idea that, yeah, I believe in God, but you know, I kind of do my own thing, and we have this understanding, you're delusional. It's just not the way it works. God is saying, no, 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 no. If you believe in me, then give me all of you. I believe in my wife. It's why I'm married to her. I give her all of me. I don't give her part of me. I give her all of me. You see what I'm saying? If you believe in something, you give it all of you, not part of you. And that's what God is requiring from us. He wants all of us, every single part. But if you let go, if you let go of your life for Jesus, the gospel, the good news, it says you will be saved, you will be united to God. And so let me ask you, do you know this brokenness that I'm talking about? Do you know this, this hurt, this pain, this guilt, this shame in your soul that you don't know how to fix? You try to do what you think makes you happy, but it's still there. And as long as we live in sin, there's no peace for our souls. Do you, do you know this feeling? I'm being honest. Do you know this feeling? Because I know this feeling. I've experienced this feeling. Do you know this feeling? What are you going to do? Honestly, I'm asking, what are you going to do? Are you going to carry your cross? Will you sacrifice your desires for his? And maybe you're thinking to yourself, 
Mikey, I, I can't do this. Yes, you can. Why not? Who, who says? Why can't you do this? The opportunity is right here. It's right in front of your face. Why can't you do it? What's holding you back? Just let go. Let go of your life. Give it to Jesus. Give him control. You can do it. You can. Carry your cross. And if if you're hearing what I'm saying, and just here's the truth. Some people are going to hear this and they're literally not going to care about what I'm saying. But I'm speaking to the one who knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to you. What are you going to do, man? There's this opportunity right now that can change your life. What are you going to do? Don't be embarrassed. Surrender. And so we're going to pray a prayer. And basically this, this is that moment where you're saying, yeah, I identify with the people who know they're sinners and need to repent. And I'm going to make that decision right now. I am done living life my way. I am done dealing with the brokenness, with the shame, with the guilt, with the embarrassment, with this confusion, with this loneliness. I'm done, Mikey. I am done. I'm talking to you. If you're done, give Jesus a try. Give him everything. I promise you, you will not regret it. You won't regret it. That feeling, that thirst that you have will be quenched with the living water. And so with all heads bowed and eyes closed, what are you going to do? And so I'm going to pray this prayer. And it's not the prayer that saves you. It's not like some ritual. It's, it's the heart behind the decision that you're making internally. And so with all heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here, if you're at this point of your life that you're saying, bro, I hear what you're saying. I'm done. I want to experience this Jesus thing that you're talking about. I need it, Mikey. I need it. If that's you right now, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, would you be so bold, so courageous, so willing to try something new, to just lift your hand right where you're at? Would you be willing? Amen. Praise God. Anyone else, would you be willing to say, yeah, I'm ready to give Jesus everything? And so we're going to pray now and we can all pray out loud. It's a simple prayer and again, it just meet it in your heart and it goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. I'm choosing to follow him. Please come into my life. Give me the strength to turn from my sin and follow in your ways. Change me from the inside out. Have all of me. Do what you would wish. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give it up for those who made decisions this morning?
and give it up for Pastor Trevor. Man, if you were one of those that made that declaration, that decision, whether it's a first time or uh, a recommitment, if you were online and you made that decision, no matter where you are, who you are, take some next steps. One of the steps that we're going to take as the body of Christ, as believers right now, is we're going to receive communion on the first Sunday of every month. Believers gather together, uh, not, not on the first Sunday in every church, but depending on the tradition, some do it every week, others do it every month or whatever. But we, every first Sunday of the month, we remember, as Christ commanded, we remember his body broken and his blood shed. And so if you made that decision, if you're a follower of Jesus, I invite you to receive these elements with me today. Go ahead and prepare your packet and, and be ready to receive them. Let me read this uh, scripture to you. It's in Luke chapter 22. And it says, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and he said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he broke it. And then he said, eat this in remembrance of me. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me and be thankful. Let's eat this bread together. After the, the bread, he took the cup and he said, this cup is poured out for you. This cup symbolizes my blood shed for you on the cross. Whenever you eat of that bread, my body, whenever you drink of this cup, do this in remembrance of me and be thankful. Let's eat of this. Let's drink of this together. God, we do. We remember. And we say thank you for your body broken and your blood shed to preserve us blameless and everlasting life. God, I pray for each and every person within the sound of my voice, those in the room, those online. God, I pray that you would just continue to work in their hearts and their lives, that they would completely, fully surrender to you. God, there's no greater, greater choice that they can make on this earth or for eternity than to surrender their lives to your Lordship. Thank you, God. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. All right, let's stand together. Let's sing this closing song together. so hard to see it 
took me so long to believe it that you choose someone like me to carry your victory perfection could never earn it you give what we don't deserve and you take the broken thing and raise them to glory you are my champion giants fall when you stand undefeated every battle you won i am who you say i am you crown me with confidence i am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who is conquered it all now i can finally see it you're teaching me how to receive it to let all the thriving see this is my victory you are my champion giants fall when you stand undefeated every battle you won i am who you say i am you crown me with confidence i'm seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who is conquered it all Every battle you won 
undefeated by the power of your name I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all when I lift my voice and shout every down I have the authority Jesus has given me when I open up my mouth miracles start breaking out Jesus has given me By the power of your name I am seated In the heavenly place With the one who has conquered it all So this is what's going to happen next week. So this was Hero Sunday. Next week, we start a brand new series. It's called Heroes and Villains. Did anybody know this Gotham over here? Anybody saw that? You know, and I think we got the, the, the little, uh, there it is. There it is. That's not the bat symbol. Isn't that cool? So you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Next week, I'm bringing a word. I'm going to bring a, uh, I'm going to preach on. We talked about heroes today. I'm going to bring uh, next week, my greatest villain with me to church. You ought to do the same. Bring your greatest villain with you and uh, be prepared for that word. This message series is called Heroes and Villains, and I'm looking forward to it. A couple other things that I want to highlight. Um, there is a gala. I've been corrected so many times. It's not even funny. It's not a gala. It's a gala. It's a fundraiser event. 
it, you have one of these cards in your chair, and this is a fundraiser for Hope Center Ministries. It's a ministry that we're a part of. If you want to go to that, it's next Saturday night. Uh, the information and tickets can be uh, found on the website. All the information is there. If you have questions, reach out to one of us, um, and uh, we'll get you more information about that. But help us support Hope Center Ministries. Also, um, if you want to help with uh, Hurricane Ian Relief, we have, uh, uh, we're starting a collection of uh, non-perishable items. If you want to bring those items like diapers and food and, and uh, toilet paper and things like that, you can bring those and we're going to make sure that they get delivered to the other, start, other side of the state, our friends that need them uh, most. Okay, so you can do that over the next several weeks and we will put those in the right people's hands. Um, finally, I just want to say it one more time. Fill out that Connect card. Fill out that, that uh, card that you have right there in the rack in front of you. We would love for each and every one of you to do that. Drop it with an usher on your way out. Fill, fill it out completely and legibly. If you're a first responder, let me know. Put a star at the top because that's your entry to win the, um, the, the specialty subscription. Okay, so make sure you put a little star at the top if you're a first responder, and then we're gonna contact you and we're gonna award you with that prize. Does that sound good? Everybody good with that? Everybody understand? All right, so we're gonna go outside, we're gonna have some fun, meet some police officers and firefighters and take some photos and do all of that stuff, have a hot dog. We are glad that you're here. Before we conclude the service, we just always wanna say there's, the, there's uh, one other way that you can worship through the giving of your tithes, uh, God's tithes and your offerings, and that's through the, the envelope in the back of your seat or by giving online, uh, by going to our website, renew.miami forward slash giving, or by texting the word give to 786-565-1165. It's because you give that we can do the ministry of the church. The things that we're doing today and beyond is because of your faithfulness and giving. Thank you for giving to Renew. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for the service. Thank you for this day. Thank you for each and every person here. We especially say thank you to our first responders. God, I just pray that you'd bless this day, bless the rest of our time, bless the giving of your tithes and our offerings for the building of your kingdom here and around the world, we pray. Be with us as we go from this place, but not from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Go in his peace. See you next week.